Hello and welcome to the Hope and Anchor Community Church Podcast. Each week we'll bring you the latest preachings from our Sunday services. We hope that as you listen, you encounter God and you're encouraged to go deeper in your relationship with Him. Enjoy the message. Don't sit down, he says in Jeremiah 1, really quick. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you, in the womb I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And as the sovereign Lord, I said to him, I do not know. I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord responded. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Make your word flesh in us. We're expecting of you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, worship team. Changes, eh? Are you ready? There's the word of God in the house. I don't know if you're ready, but I'm ready, eh? I love love Sundays are different. You know, it helps me to keep my mind in the cause and effect. That's what we were talking last week, isn't it? It helps me to not think about what I can grab, but it helps me to understand who is causing me to walk on steps. And um, I, I really believe if we can have that door closed, please. Let's just have good attention. Today we're going to have a great service. We're going to have a, a barbecue. As a church, we're going to be able to celebrate. But I believe we have a word of God in the house, and I'm excited to see. There you go, David, mate. Super good to see you, mate. Before I formed you, right? And today we're coming out of the battle of the subject wired. Because we're wired in a specific way. All of us are born, we're born into circumstances. We're born into a collective uh, group of ideas. All of our families are different. That's why you feel so different from your friend that actually was your neighbor. Anyone can close their eyes and, and maybe taste and think or feel how, why? Just everyone, let's do this service a moment. Close your eyes and remember how different you felt from your neighbor. Maybe you went to school with that neighbor. And how do you felt so different if you had the same city, the same town, the same village, the same group of people, you, you went to school with the same people, but how did you feel so different? That's a good question. All of us are born into a structure. All of us are born into a circumstance. You can open your eyes. If not, you're going to fall asleep, yeah. <laughs> All of us are born into something. So away with the idea that you make yourself. You know what I mean? Weak people think they make themselves. Weak people 
Independent people think they make themselves. No one can say, I birth myself. So if you cannot birth yourself, if you cannot be born out of you, it means that was a lie. So away with that. Yeah, can we get that out of the way? In, in a time that praises people that make themselves in a minute, it's like insta potato mash, mashed potato. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you say, yeah, add more milk. Be sure to add more butter. Things that you don't have in your envelope. So you cannot say that was instant potato. All of us come from moments in time that add into who we are. Some of us would actually have good memories of those, and some of us will have bad memories of those. Actually, most of those, if we're here in this room, have been good. And I know there are situations that sucked. This is our church and we can say sucked. And they were rubbish. But there is a massive compilation of moments that actually say, I was with you. Beyond what we can remember, beyond what we can see, beyond our feelings even in the moment, beyond our insecurities, beyond our rejection, beyond what was so given to us that we didn't know what to do with it, beyond the attention that we gave was given or was not given, beyond the neglection, we were all born into something. And God is not distant from that point of view. God is so near that he says, hey, I know, but I want you to understand that I have wired you in a specific way. The other day I was um, trying to walk my dog, but my dog was walking me. I don't know if there's any one that feels the same in the room. And uh, my dog is quite bullying. Um, and she bullies everyone that comes around. She bullies the doves, the, the, the yeah, yeah, everything. You know I mean? Anything, if you are breathing or not breathing, if you move, the wind bro like move you, she will bully you um, into a kiss and a sniff. You know what I mean? She will like, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And she's an amazing dog, though. She's very social in a city that doesn't want to socialize. And sometimes... You wonder if we are the same. So Lola was dragging me around. And um, I always have this saying, you know, if I, if I meet someone and it's, it's getting a little bit uncomfortable, you know, so they don't get scared of the owner, I just blame it on the dog, you know. I don't know if, if you blame me on the situation instead of taking the hit, you know, but I say, she's my boss. So all of a sudden, all the eyes out of this are in her. And that's really good for me because I look like I'm going to mug you, you know what I mean? So I don't always wear jail. I'm always with a cap, you know, I'm walking around. I look like I'm in a hurry, you know, and Lola is more than in a hurry, you know what I mean? She's harassing me. So I just blame it on her. And um, this week I came into a situation that uh, the, 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 the person, it was a guy, you know, the, the walker, actually, uh, that's, that's the name, the real technical name of the situation. Um, there was a walker, he had three dogs, and I, I saw from the other side of the sidewalk the guy with a, a lot of mercy and uh, fear for my soul. 
Um, so I actually kind of like said, Lola, shh, chill. And Lola looked at me, and there's nothing like when God says to us, chill, for us to look around while we're missing out. It's like the Ten Commandments. You know, we all think they're a negative thing, but we don't stop to think that they are for us to be protected from falling back into slavery. We think those are rules that we just, mm, we cannot touch. But God is, is with us to say, hey, I want to keep you free. And if you're free, you know what? You should be paying attention to those. So I'm coming into this situation and I say, Lola, and Lola starts looking for a squirrel. And she cannot find it. And I know I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Lola all day. Don't worry about it. You didn't come to church to hear about my dog. But sometimes you behave like my dog. I behave like my dog. I mean, there's so many times that I behave like my dog, and I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I kind of recognize it. And then all of a sudden, I'm telling my dog off, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, "I just do the same thing with you, Lord." Because every time he said, "Don't look at it," I pay more attention. Or don't do this, and I'm like, "What?" Well, what is it that I cannot do? Don't eat for this tree. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be nice today. There's a barbecue. Don't worry about it. So we are wired in a specific way. We're wired. And the Lord is wanting us not to not only just really kind of understand how we're wired, but he's wanting us to understand why. Not only how, but why we're wired that specific way. Even if you look around your family, your siblings, you know, you're not wired the same way. Your brother, he was the weird one. You're the good one, no? I mean, if, if something happened, you will be able to say, hey, no, it's just Johnny, mate. You know Johnny. My brother is older than me. He's probably going to look at this during the, during the week. Um, I love you, George. How are you? And um, when we were, I think we were around eight. I was eight. He was almost ten. Um, I had a really good idea. And um, we would be left by our parents in our house. I know it's child abuse nowadays. But we had, a, <laughs> we had our own business. So they would leave us after school, you know. So we just eat from the fridge, you know, and hang out and do our homework while they were at the shop. And then they would come back after it would close and, and so on. Doesn't look that terrible from a point of view that is not hyperhumanistic and feeling sorry for itself. But <laughs> that's my generation. Don't worry about it. So we were there, right? And one of the afternoons, I had the best idea possible. I said to my brother, "You know what? They have not told you, but I heard." And my brother said, "What?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to Disney." And I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm from the island in the Caribbean, right? So you're in the middle of the world between God forsook us and God forgave us. And, uh, and I'm there, right? So I, I, I watched too much Instagram. No, we didn't have any of that. We barely had internet. We didn't have internet, really. Um, and I said to my brother, we're going to Disney. And my brother believed me. He's such a good guy. <laughs> I love you. I know. <laughs> Forgive me, love. Um, He's actually a Navy SEAL trainer today. So God bless the American SEALs. Uh, they're really strong in their convictions. 
So I'm the young brother. Um, and I said, you know what? If I was you, I would do my bag. I did mine. So I took one of our suitcases as a family and I put it next to the door empty. And I said to my brother, I did my bag, mate. They're taking us as a surprise. And if you don't have anything, mate, they might leave you or you will go without anything. So you have to pack your own. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm quite proud of still of that one, you know. Mercy. But what had happened was, is that my brother believed me. Because I had been saying to him that he was adopted and that he didn't know everything was going on in the family. I said to him, we found you in a dumpster, mate, because my mom and my dad have blue eyes and green eyes and I do have those, but he's really caramel, you know what I mean? And I said, you see that? Look at the mirror, you're adopted. <laughs> uh, see, that's why God just really rebuked me, made me a pastor, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, now you did much, you have to give much, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a long trail for me, mate. I did a lot more than I have given. So, um, so what had happened was is that my brother believed me and he emptied like a crazy maniac all his drawers into this little suitcase and he just banged on it until he closed it. Because he still had in the back of his head that he didn't belong. That I knew something he didn't have access for. Stronger, two years, nine months, stronger, older than me. I was the child that was not going to be born. So I learned how to trick life into believing I was a lot stronger than it. All those lies that said my mom should abort me. I took notes while I was in the belly. And I've spent most of my life trying to understand who I am because I could play myself through. I don't know you, I don't know if you have game, but some of us have game. I don't know if you're the one that suffered the game of someone else. Maybe that's you, don't, don't take it against me, that was me. But maybe what God wants us to understand is that even if we have had those situations, if you're like my brother or, or you're like me, I mean, if you're like me, you're definitely further from heaven. My brother is not taking the best decisions today, but he has a better heart. So I always say he's, he's just a better guy. If it was about our actions only, if it was about only what we understand of ourselves, where would we be right now? That's why we have to understand how are we wired. That's my, that might be actually even a phrase that my generation would handle more loosely than most generations. That might be something that your generation doesn't understand, maybe. That's why we would get bored and we get sleepy on it, and that's why we maybe not understand. That's what needs us to pay attention. Because we might think that we know where we're standing, but situations will show us without mercy. So we have situations around the world. We have situations on our pockets. We have situations in our hearts. We have situations with our neighbors that show us 
what we are made of. If you don't have a crazy neighbor, you have not lived life. I mean, this would be actually a good question. Lord, do I know how to be a good neighbor? You know, like most of us hear or read translations that, you know, forgive your neighbor as I forgive you. Or, you know, you're same, you're equal, you're lineal as I forgive you. But do you have a crazy one? Or who, who has a crazy neighbor? I live in Camden, so I, I got plenty, babe. You know what I mean? Like, and if all of them were here and none of them actually would lift their hands, I would say what to well, I would say to you today. If none of you lift your arm, you are the crazy neighbor. <laughs> Welcome to life. See, you thought you were very prudent and very prude and very collected and eloquent and you thought you were very good at your emotions. Remember, you are the crazy person that everyone says, ah. You know that? You can, you can do that with me. Like, can we amuse the Lord and hell saying, ah. Because if you amuse hell like that, it will know, oh, you discover them. So maybe you're not so prude and pruned as you think you are. Maybe you're not so collected. Maybe you don't know how you're wired. And that's so beautiful because this is the day that the Lord has made. For us to start understanding, today we start a series of how are we wired. We're wired by God. And we are in the life of Isaiah and, and Jeremiah. And actually, you know why I chose this? Because... I was praying with God and I said, how the heck we start talking how, how messed up we are, Lord. That was a Chris James version of prayer. And he said, talk about who you are. And I said, okay, that's cool. I know. Um, do they, do they want to know? Because God knows you more than I know you. You know what I mean? You can fake it between me and you, but, you know, with God you cannot fake it. So I said, no, they will be, they'll live. You know, that's, that's a very typical, very typical context sentence with, between my, my, my prayer life and God. I said, God, he said, you'll live. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't secure anything, but um, I'm going to go for it. So we start thinking about the circumstances that took me here. And maybe I'm wanting you to think about the circumstances that have made you to be who you are. You might be 40, 50, 20, 30, something in between, barely there to be in church. You know, this church is like 18 and over. So um, we might talk about things that you don't even want to change. So if you're humanistic, you don't want to be here. Um, what are the circumstances that brought you to be who you are? If you're too in love with yourself, this is going to be a very painful journey. So you might be able to fake it for a service, but maybe next Sunday is going to get more deep. So don't come. Don't worry about it. You know, we will not get offended. But if you really want to know who you are, I want to invite us into that walk. How are we wired? How are you wired? Maybe that's something that you want to, maybe you want to start doubting who the heck you sat next to because you don't know how they're wired. But you are my neighbor, mate, and I love it, mate. You're passionate, and you're honest, and you're loyal. So I will have you as a neighbor every day. Because it's not about the crazy. 
it's about how we are wired. You know, society tries to put us into boxes. Ah, oh, you are the crazy neighbor. You're the one that Ah, so you, the person that didn't allow me to cheat on my test when I was in ninth grade with you. You're the girl that didn't sleep with me. Ah, you're the guy that didn't hit on me. And I made it very easy. I know that didn't happen. I didn't know, that didn't happen here. Don't worry about it, you know. I know, I know, I know. I know you pay your taxes this last year. And you actually said to Universal Credit that you, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be rough. So we all come from circumstances, and we're all wired. And because of we are wired, we respond to life in a specific way. And Jeremiah was in that moment saying, you know, Lord, what the heck? That's in Hebrew. <laughs> and God was actually reminded, before, before I formed you, before I formed you, you were not even able to think of me as God or communicate. Before I formed you, he's not even born. He's communicating with God. So away with this notion that you made a decision for God, he made a decision over you, and that's why you're here. And we align with our visual, with our actions, not only how you look, but how you act every day with a decision of love and mercy. In the Bible, you don't find once that you have to make a decision in public for Jesus. Oh, come to the front if you want to make a decision for Jesus. You don't find it once. Grace is, grace is born. Grace has been there for a while. In the beginning, the Word. Jesus said, I am the Word. The Word died because He's speaking a better Word. He believed in us before we were fallen. And today, we're understanding how crazy is that love that we are wired. Circumstances. You have a little thing. We have a nationality. And that's... And that has to do with our geographical, you know, and that has to do with weather. I mean, and we, all of us, most of us, if you haven't, don't worry, you'll hear it now. Um, some of us are born in the upper epicenter or in the lower epicenter. So that means you have Christmas with a different climate. That's it. Welcome to life. Some of us will have snow in our summer if you're not living into Hollywood. Or if you're living in Hollywood, you will live it on your winter. That's December. That means life is different. One of the things that my wife misses the most out of her birthday, her birthday is the 1st of December. God bless me because I have to give, I have to fork out two gifts that, <laughs> that month. Um, is that she says that I miss that my birthday is warm and we can have a party outside and we can dance. Pray for her. She still likes dancing. Um, she's a wounded woman, you know, and <laughs> I'm joking. She's the one that knows how to have fun in the family. But for me, coming from the Caribbean, I never had a line in between those. Winter and summer were the same temperature. 
going to be wild, yeah? We had summer. We were dancing outside all day. What is it that we have in our precepts, in our understanding, that we have allowed to shape us? And Jeremiah is not only looking at his, his moment, his personality, his situation, but he's into a nation, a nationality moment. So he's into his nation. Also, I ask you, who of us, and I'll give you 20,000 pounds if you say yes. I'm not joking. I'll give you 20,000 pounds if you can say yes. Who of us shows our ethnicity? You woke up and you said, I plan to be black today. No, I'm going to be Chinese. If crypto is going better, you're going to be Elon Musk. American, Fijian, South African. None of us choose our nationality, our ethnicity. None of us actually choose on what wealth we're born into. Our financial status. Even nowadays, with inflation, there's little that we can say about our finances. We have to be better at juggling or Tetris. That means doing your budget. Also, we are born to a religious background. And not only religious, but a mental background. Because you might be religious, but you might have been born into religion in such a way that you think God meant for you for the state that you have. And you have to sit there and wait for eternity. But God is not like that. We are wired differently. Yeah, we might have been given our nationality. We cannot invent that. Try to. You will get arrested. Um, we cannot invent our financial status or ethnicity. You cannot invent so many things, but there are things that we can work through. And God is wanting us to take authority over them. The gospel is not about being in heaven. The gospel is about living like in heaven, like here. Not oblivious to the situations, not ignorance, but being people that pull the principles of heaven because our personality, our actions tell so into our communities, our understanding. Are you with me? So yeah, we're born, but we're not meant to stay. And Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah is a cool guy, but we're talking about Jeremiah. Jeremiah actually said, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't know how to speak. And the Lord is trying to convey with him today, and what he's trying to convey with us is that although he was born and he has some difficulties and his age is not enough, you might be born, but you don't have to stay the way you are. We might have things in our character that are in a specific way, but we don't have to leave them in that specific way. We don't have to be controlled by what actually is the, the circumstances we were born into because we don't have to stay there. God has paid a price for us to walk. That's why we come and actually meet so we can understand from God that we can walk better and we walk together with others. 
we can actually be encouraged today and walk better and differently during the week. We have a wherewithal, we have a power, we have a spirit inside of us that leads us into walking differently. We have a born place, but that doesn't mean that it's defining us. It says that we're able to use it as a perspective of grace because we don't have to stay there. Jesus is saying today through the life of Jeremiah and through your own memories in your own life, you don't stay where you were born into. Maybe your family was born wealthy, but they didn't know what to do with their morale or their relationships. And what good is money if you're going to be lonely? Yes or no? Maybe you were born broke, but in your laughter, your family said, hey, we might be hungry, but at least we're laughing. So today God is wanting to start a theme with us. How are we wired? Don't stay with today. I'm just starting a subject. I believe that the Lord is wanting to start a journey with us for this month. To see where, where are we at? How are we wired? Why do we have these feelings? Why do we smell that kind of smell? Why do we have that feeling about that auntie and that uncle? Well, what is it that makes us who we are? What is triggered in us? What is it in us that is jumping, you know? When something is odd, something is not okay, and it's connected to our system, why does the whole house jump and all the light turns off? I don't know if you have that experience. I don't know if you had had revelation this week, maybe conversations this week. Why? But I'm not meant to stay there, and neither you. And that's the message of today. We're worrying in a certain way. But we are not meant to stay there. Get can clean our wires. If there's a wire outside of place. I was walking, Lola, the other day, early in the morning. And this guy had like a thousand cables, I would say, minimum. I'm not exaggerating this time. He was rewiring the, 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 the phone lines and, and, uh, and the, the Wi-Fi lines for a whole community, I guess, you know, because that, that looked very complicated. And I was walking, and the guy was very frustrated, and he connected something wrong, and he received a call, and Lola was doing her thing. I'm not going to go into that. But as I, Lola was doing her thing, I was just observing the guy, you know, and I'm like, okay. And he hung up. And Lola was still doing her thing because she looks at you like very guilty. And I said to the guy, mate, you look like me in marriage. It's the first, the first thing that came to my head, you know what I mean? Don't judge me, mate. If you're not married, you have to shut up. If you're married, you say amen. <laughs> my wife said amen, you know? <laughs> because he had a thousand cables and he needed to connect them in the right way. If not, communication will go wrong. I love when they judge you and they have to suck it up. Yeah, I love it. Jeremiah said, actually, Lord, you know, I'm just, I'm so young. I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to connect. I don't know how to, not only know how to connect, but I don't know how to connect with where you have placed me. I don't know how to connect. I don't know how to speak. 
I don't know how to explain who I am. And if I connect differently, they will actually answer the phone. They will go into a relationship with me and say, you know what, wrong number. Wrong number. But to that, we have to understand that we are wired by God. It's not your mom only. I'm sorry, moms. It's not your dad only. Thank God. It's not you either. Jesus Christ is so good. Imagine if you're wiring yourself. That would be complicated. God says, do not say. Do not say, I am too young. You didn't wire yourself. Shut up. And I know you don't like to hear that God says shut up, but most of the days we should hear the little fine tunes of heaven. When he said, what? That in today's language means shh. When was the last time that someone said shh to you and you liked it? No one likes that? I, so you're very weird like me. See, I don't feel very loved when someone says, shut up. But you know what? Most of the moments that my dad and my mom told me to shut up, it was because of love. If not, I will get it. Most of the times, for the ones that don't have kids, I say to my kids, shh. Any father in the house can help me now. It was because they are about to say something that I needed to correct. And God is trying to keep us inside the margin because of love. And shh is the last line of that margin. And God is saying to Jeremiah, shh. If you don't believe me, read the rest of the chapter. Don't worry about it. It's really good. It's very short. You will have, um, what's that? You will have 10 more verses to read. Tough life. I know you're not going to look at any other histories during the week. But if you read Jeremiah 1, you will understand how and why God is wiring you differently today. Why he's wanting to challenge the way that you're wired. He's wanting to say, I'm absolute. Before, before I wired you, before I called you, before... Before you were born, I wired you. I knew you. Before you were created, before a microwave can actually heat anything, it's wired. It's built for a certain thing. God has built us for a specific thing. Then in the next weeks, we're going to really go into how and why we have been built for. God is saying, hey, I have built you. I have wired you. God is saying, I know you. And I am absolute. Before you were born, I knew you. Before you knew details of you, I knew them. That means I am absolute and I made you. Not only that, I have set you apart. Before I knew you, before you were born, I set you apart. Before you were born, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So it's not only in your little circumstance. When I touch your life and what I have given to your life, 
touches others in other circumstances. And how is that? Thank you, Father. You know why? Because what is in us from God can touch every nationality. That's called love and wisdom and eternity. So in a city like London, sometimes we're intimidated. Oh, I don't come from here, and I don't understand that language. And see, you come from another nation, and see, I don't know your culture. But in the kingdom of God, it's different. We walk with assurance because we're wired for the situation that God has exposed us to. So the love and the wisdom of God and the sensibility, that eternity in us gives us the entry key to be able to be of wisdom and life, to be able to overcome the things that we're living. We're wired for what we're living. We're not victims of our today. We're not victims of the things that we see today around us. We are wired for the season. We are the generation that needed to be here and right now on the streets preaching the gospel, understanding where they come from, and giving a hope for where we're going to everyone around us. It is not what we are strong in. It's in who knows us that we stand. That's the gospel. We are wired for the season. We are wired for the God, by the God, and through the God that calls us. We are here for Jesus. We're not here to look good. We're not here to use church as, you know, as, as, as a drug, as a sedative for the things that are happening during the week. We're not here to use God. We're here to give glory to God. We come here to get instruction, being delivered and strengthened, to go back into our streets. We're not here to feel sorry for self and cry through a worship song that looks and moves our emotions because of the tunes. We are here to be men and women that are strong in how we are wired. God doesn't want us to be a product of religion. At least if you want to be a product of religion, go to another church. This is not your congregation. Here we're going to actually confront the way that we're thinking and how we can see the Holy Spirit, the hand of God, his wisdom transform every second, every moment, every inch of our soul and our spirit and our mind and our body even. I'm warming up. God is up to something. And these weeks are going to be amazing. And I know it has been a little bit of an introduction. But I want us to actually have his life, Jeremiah's life. You know what? I, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm too young. I don't have the words to do. I don't have the gift for this. Who am I to be talking to these people? They will not listen to me because I don't have their language, their pedigree. I don't have what it takes for the season. And all of us in this room, in some area of our lives, we have felt like this in a little bit. I don't know if I'm the wife for the season. See, I knew how to be the wife when we had this. But now I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm the mom or I'm the husband. I don't know if I'm the son. If I can call mom and dad and say, hey, you know, um, uh, you know, things have happened. I don't know if I can call, but the gospel is here for us to take that shame. When we know who we are and how we're wired, we are able to walk through life shameless understanding, directed, fluid, 
The gospel delivers us, gives us the wherewithal, the power, the grace, the favor, the authority to walk through in generosity of mind, not licking our wounds and hiding in the corner of our community, but in generosity of mind. We live for a king that has not hidden for one day. He came and he suffered and he died. He rose up. He walked with many wonders. And he's still walking. You have seen him. If not, you would not be here. If something of Jesus would have not touched your life, you would not be here. So I appeal to the Jesus in you that you will come forward in a season like this expose your heart and say, I want to know how I'm wired and why I'm wired. Why am I cold? I don't know. I might be having those thoughts during my serial moments in the morning where I'm praying and saying, I don't know why you chose me. When you're actually listing God in heaven, why you're so awkward and not eligible for what you're doing. But God is saying, you're the husband for that wife because I chose you. But, but I chose you. I want us to lose our excuses in front of our God. This is a series that tells us that we're wired and we have no excuses for the return that heaven is expecting from the investment that we have in us. We are wired for the season. We are wired for our people. We are wired for the community that he surrounds us with. There's no reason why we'll be thinking that heaven has not thought before. Before I formed you in the womb. He formed the womb before he formed you in the womb, you know. So even your context, he took it in account. So if you're a crook and a liar and a thief, he created a womb for that crook and liar and a thief. Ask Moses if you want. We'll talk about him next week. Don't worry about it. You can come later. Do you get me? God is in urgency to actually understand, to make us understand, to reveal to us. But if we don't open our hearts, he cannot go through the walls. And even if our walls are quiet, they will speak louder than the ones that don't want to understand this. People will come into this empty room and they don't need us for God to tell them, but it's our privilege as a congregation, as people that have known that grace and that favor, that have been reached out from the pit of our shame, to be able to stand in the gap in our sidewalks, in our sanctuaries, in the lives of many, and say, hey, I have to tell you, you're wired. How many around you this week you saw and you looked at them and said, oh, man, if you knew God and how much he loves you. How many of us had the wherewithal to look at a person and stop thinking of your own belly button and what you needed of God that day and what you thought the day would bring, but it didn't bring it, and you had the strength to stop thinking of you and say, oh, God is so in love with you, mate. And let me share it to you a little bit about something that happened to me. Jeremiah is in the same pickle that a Londoner, that you are in. He say, I'm too young. I don't know what the heck I'm going to say. Am I? Am I? I don't know how. Am I? And God is saying to this to small and humble amount of people, might be a hundred, hundred and some, 
Say, hey, do not say. Say to your neighbor, shh, shh. You know what? If you want to be really prophetic, who wants to do prophecy today? I mean, just I know that you might not know that, but prophetic is when you talk something that is in the heart of God. You want to try? It's simple. I'll teach you. Two seconds. It takes me two seconds. You want to try? Five, four, three, two, one. Hands up. I want to do that. There you go. Some brave people. There you go. And some people are like, their friends are telling them, so I'm like. <laughs> it's simple. Tell your friend. Tell your friend. Sometimes we have to be quiet. We have to be still. We have to know that God has been there before us. And nothing that is formed against us will prevail. So you know that little shame you have? <laughs> uh, keep your mind. So there's no excuses. And excuses for me means sin. And I was explain to you. Because me, 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 Jeremiah said. Me, me, me. I don't have. What would I say? It's self-centered. Who the heck told you that you had to be self-centered? Who told you that you gave birth to yourself? This is what I asked at the beginning. Did you did yourself? Someone fed you? Someone took care of you? Did you did yourself inside of your mom? Don't think that much about that. But the answer is no. You see, and God is asking us to think about that. How many excuses do we have that stop us to move how we are wired? What are the excuses that we have given authority in our life to say, see, that's not my personality. See, I don't talk like that. See, I don't interrupt people like this. See, I don't feel like that. You know, I'm a very proactive person. I'm not a very uh, I'm a thoughtful or, or you know, uh, feelings yeah, I don't have a lot of feelings, you know what I mean? I'm, I, you know, I don't like tea, so I'm not going to do that tea for that other person because I don't like tea. You're not playing, so I'm, I'm just going to play with myself. Don't worry about it. So excuses are not about me. Jeremiah is confronted by this truth. The gospel confronts us with the me and me and me. That's why Jesus said it's not about me. That's why the disciples, all of them said, hey, Christ in me. That's why Paul instructed us, you know, Christ in us, there's a hope of glory. So it's not about our me. It's not about our excuses. It's not about our ideas. It's not about self. It's not about our power, our understanding, our knowledge. It is not about our secularism. It's not about what God can do through me. What is God? Why understand God being? It's about obedience. It's also about being less intellectual and more knowledgeable of his character. People read books, and books most of the times today are for free. A lot of people think if they fill their heads with knowledge, 
they know life. But tell me how their relationships are going. Show me how their families are going. Show me how their finances are going. Show me how their emotions are going. And I'll tell you someone that has a lot of letter, but little life. What is good to us to win the whole world, but to lose our soul? See, that's the gospel. God wants us to understand that we're wired to win. We're not losers. We're wired to understand the heart of God, the beat of God, the prophetic beat of God. To move in power. Not to look at ourselves, our circumstances, and our needs. The things that are marked us. The things that we're born into. And with this I finish. Verse 7 said, but, <laughs> but the Lord said to me. Said after he just complained about God trying to push him into another dimension in his own life. He, some historian said he was around 50, 40 something at that moment. Who's 40 something, 50 something in this room? Hands up. Yeah, one, two, honest, three, honest. The ones that didn't answer, you're 40 in your hearts. You know? <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but the Lord said to me, do not say, first of all, what are you declaring over yourself? Because you declare your perspective. You declare what you think is the truth. You declare what you understand that is the, the rule over your life. So uh, this is how I understand myself, and this is what I am. If I tell you, you're 14, you said, no, I'm 39, Chris. You know what I mean? I know I look hot, but, you know, I'm 39, you know. Or if I think, hey, you look good today. What was the last time? Or maybe this week, someone said, hey, you look today. And you start looking for excuses or trying to answer back into that. Who, who had that situation today? Like, maybe this week, maybe the last two days, maybe the last three days. And you said... I mean, if you're going to put it up, put it up. You know what I mean? I really want to see them. It's like, there's some humble people. <laughs> there you go. What is it that we're hiding? What is it that we're looking at? What is it that we're declaring? What is it? But again, but again God keeps on going. And I love that God doesn't stop our frail lives and says, do not say, I'm too young. He's saying, it's not about your age. It's who you're walking with. So the circumstances have to change. Who you're hanging out with and what you're hearing. You're hearing yourself and your excuses. Do not say. Do not say. You must go, and you must go to everyone I sent you. There's no excuses. No, but Lord, you know, see, that person has a degree. No, that person works in this. That person works in that place. That person has that tendency. You must go to everyone I tell you. And that's where the, the covenant breaks with most of us. We are afraid of being the one that God calls. And in this first installment, 
that's where the cookie crumbles. Why are we listening? What are we listening in our entourage? Why are we looking in our surroundings? What are we seeing? Are we focused on how we are wired? Do we know how we are wired? Do we know how we react and why we react to those things the way we do? Or you have not taken that to the cross? All of us have so much planted in us by the presence of God, by his gifts, by his generosity, on him planning each step. He says he plans. He orders our steps as we walk in his righteousness. So today, food for thought. It's going to be amazing weeks. But maybe this week we go home thinking, why and how am I wired? Am I going to allow my circumstances to tell me, to inform me? Or am I going to inform my circumstances about what he has planted in me for the sake of many? We're not victims of what's happening around us. We're people that are walking in a promise. We're people that are walking with a purpose. We're people that are known before we were born and before we were formed in a womb that was formed. Before your mom had a womb, that means before she was formed, he knew you. Your experience and your walk with God has nothing to do, and it didn't start the day that you say, I receive you in my heart. That day, it was a trigger of love. But he knows you from before. He knows you from before. There's nothing outside of what that is that you can explain to God about you. You don't have to give excuses of what you come from in your temptations. You just have to repent and walk differently with Jesus. He gives you freedom. He pushes through you the power and the plans that he has placed in you. He gives you the stillness of mind, the nimbleness of thoughts, the authority to walk, and the simplicity that makes you you. You don't have to succumb to any other cookie-cutting patterns. God has made you awesomely and wonderfully made. Today, we start a series that's going to go a bit deep. And if you're brave, you will come. I cannot tell you everything you will find. But I can tell you how it ends. You end up saying, but he loves me and he chose me.
and he tailored me and he's proud of me and he has walked with me and he doesn't walk our way I will never be alone are you with me so I believe today we start a little journey as the music team comes we have to see why we declare it we have to stop giving excuses all of us have circumstances but do we don't stay there we are all wired but we have to understand why and for who wired us we are planted he has a plan we have been planted he knows us i'm known but for what to be able to speak he has set us apart to be a model for people to understand that we can be broken but we're so loved that he keeps on working in us that we don't have to play perfect in front of God he keeps on working he keeps on using us he uses your weakness he uses your strength he uses the graduation day the day that you say hey today I didn't do this I don't know if you had the great opportunity this week to call a friend and say hey I didn't have these thoughts today. I wanted to make you part of that. Don't forget to make someone part of that day. Be a testimony. Because maybe that person needed to hear that. Today I was not tempted in this way. I saw the situation, but I had compassion. I didn't have those thoughts. I didn't have those arguments. God was doing something great. Are you with me? I believe we're going to have several weeks that are going to be amazing. Before we go into enjoying an amazing time together as a family, I think God has spoken and filled our plates already. I don't know if you came hungry, but God came ready to serve us. Something that is not going to be only for this week. He has something a lot more hefty and strong. You need a stomach for this one. He wants to grow our faith so it's not succumbing on a Monday, on a Wednesday, on a Friday we feel a little bit empty. He wants us to understand who we are made to be. So we come on a Sunday, as a matter of fact, in a sense of celebration. We bring something to the table on a Sunday. We're not coming to be fed. We're coming to praise. We're coming to give back. Because we're walking in a different way. We know how we're wired. Today we celebrate three years in the high street of Camden. We open a place that people could come and belong. It's called Think. Most of you have been there. Today we celebrate three years that we didn't have the money. We had a fourth of the money that we needed to do this place. And God said, if you put what you have, I'll put what you don't have. And he surprised us. He exceeded that. And so much more. So many lives have been touched in that place. So many conversations. So many coffees. So many crying moments. So many laughters. So many parties. So many days or nights even in our knees in that place praying for our community 
20 days. But we said, God, if you will give us a space, we will open a place for people to belong. Today we celebrate that. A place where people belong. As a congregation, this is who we are. We're not only a Sunday. We are your Monday morning and the Tuesday afternoon. Your dodgy Wednesday afternoon. And the Thursday in the night, you want to forget everything about it. The Friday night, you're burning all the candles. And the Saturday night, you're like needing a friend to remind you that tomorrow you're going to church. So stop. We are that church. And we're simple. Because we remember that we need it to understand how we're wired. And if you understand how you're wired, or if you don't, and today you want to say, I want to understand how I've been made, how I've been made to be wonderful. Christ is in this room. His spirit, his life, his mind can become part of who you are. As you walk with him, obey him, surrender to him, a lot more than your circumstances. Amen. Let's stand up and let's pray. Father, we know that last week we talked about keeping our minds and today we have kept about understanding how we think of ourselves, Lord. How you have wired us, Lord. Father, we understand that we, we don't have to be afraid. That you order us not to be afraid. That you order from us, Father, to only look at what you have built from before we had any say. And how wonderful it is. Father, we know that in our story there's moments, Lord, that this was not what we felt. This is not what we saw, Father. Father, all of us in this room, Father, have a moment to give you back and say, Father, in this moment, this is not how I felt. This is not how I saw it, Lord. This is not what people describe, Lord. But Father, in your name, I believe again. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, we are here with a purpose. We're a place, we're planted, Father. And Father, you keep us for your mighty plan, Father. Father, you touch our hearts. You restore our souls. Father, you restore through us generations back and forward. Father, you give us a new beginning. Father, you are. And we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to know it all because you have a promise. We don't have to be knowledgeable of all of it because you will lead us and sustain us. You say, I am with you, and we can trust in you. Father, so many of us have a story. All of us have a memory how we shouldn't be in this place. How that other relationship would have kept us from you. How that moment that our grandma or mom had described that we had when we were kids, that moment would have kept us from being alive and being here today. Father, all of us have had relationships that have tried 
to take that joy out of us. But you are the one that says, I'm with you. Emotionally, mentally, financially, relationally, physically, geographically. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will not say to you, we will not say to you, we're too young. Father, in us you will have a congregation that would say, send us in. Father, we pray for our streets. Father, we stop looking at our belly buttons and we lift our hands to our streets, to our city, to our friends, to our families, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that your will be done. Father, that through us, not only you will teach us how wired we are, but Father, that through us, you will enlighten a way, a conversation, an understanding of how you have wired them to be more and spectacular. Father, we pray for our neighbors. Father, we pray for the people that we are not having a good moment with. Father, we bless them. We decide to bless them. Father, we forsake, forsake our self-righteousness our unbelief, our lack of hope, our lack of forgiveness, Lord. And we pray that that neighbor, that teammate, that work space mate, Father, would meet you today, this week, through your hand in our lives, Lord. You have a plan. You have a purpose. Father, you have a design. Father, it is your peace that comes and overwhelms the insecurities, Lord. It is your peace that we will call salvation. It is your peace that we will call protection. It is your peace. Jesus, Jesus people in this room that are praying this very seriously and you're deciding to see this week in a very different way and you will take something home if in this moment there's something from God that is that is speaking to you is urging you in a holy way that is waking up a holy instinct in not ignore this moment. The Lord is saying to you, I know you. I've been there. You have not been alone. You don't have to be ashamed because that's the first thought. Oh, you know, you don't have to be ashamed. And I know. God is not saying you don't have to be ashamed, but I know. He's saying, you don't have to be ashamed. And I know. But he wants to finish that with this. And I know you. I know how I wired you. I know how I knew you from before that womb conceived you. You're not your situation. 
You're not the relationships that you have surrounded yourself with. You're not your wound. You're not your need. You're not your abundance. You're not your success. You, for me, are you. And that's what I want. The Bible talks about Jesus wanting to know us. The Bible talks about people doing things for Jesus. But Jesus coming and saying, I didn't know you. The Bible talks about people being surprised. But today, in this place, God says, I don't want you to be surprised. I want to know you. I don't want you to know about me only. Let me go in and know you. Right in this place. There's a deep knowledge of who God is. Filling this room. It's not the information. It's the Spirit of God in this place. It's not who's, who's talking. It is not what you live during the week. It is not who brought you. It is not what you brought with you. God is in this room. And before we feast, the Lord is wanting to meet us and say hi. Do you know how much I love you? If there's someone in this room that has not made a decision for Jesus, Today, there's an invitation that cannot be shaken. The Lord brought you into this place to meet Him. You might have come under a different type of understanding, but the Lord meets you here today. You might have come because you heard good music. You saw good-looking people. God in his grace can use all those things to meet with a deeper need that you have that is him and you're longing for him so if you're in this place and you have not made a decision for Jesus with every head bowed and eye closed respecting the privacy of each person If you're in this place and you seriously have never made a decision with the one that designed you and created you and formed you, that has walked with you, that encourages you to think nothing from what surrounds you but to believe in what he said of you. If you have not made a decision for Jesus, it's in this place. a decision for Jesus today there's an invitation with every head bow and eye closed I want us all to repeat this for the sake of who is making a decision for Jesus today we'll write this together as a family in today's book let's say like that are you with me
you want to make that decision, no one is looking at you. Put your hand up. And we sing it together. After we pray. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, Lord. I have things that I have done that are not okay. But I leave them in you today. Will you come into my heart? Will you become my only Lord? My only Savior? Will you become my God? Will you walk with me? Will you lead me to walk with you? Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or would like to share how God is speaking to you through this message, let us know on any of our social media platforms. Make sure to visit our website, hopeandanger.org, for more information on who we are as a church and to find out how you can be part of the Hope and Anchor family. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.